almost back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Fake Radio. That was probably the best thing. That Am I coming through? You're coming through. Here, wait. Let me turn you up. Just talk. Talk, talk, Hello, talk. hello, hello. Louder. Talk louder. Uh, that mic's really quiet. I don't know why. Well, okay. You're dimed. I don't woo. know. Yeah, okay. there we go. Yeah, we yeah, go. yeah. I see that. I'm looking at the the uh, little audio thing right now. Okay, yeah. cool. There we hey go. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Did I already swear? I can't. I don't remember. No. Great. No, that's the challenge for this episode issued by my old man is to not swear. This will be a, like a listed clean episode. Yeah. Of 91.8 fake radio. This is how we're going to blow up. Um, but yeah, welcome back. Um, and I guess today we're talking about what everybody else is talking about. We're talking about um, what? Wait, what's Alex Jones' lawyer's name? Yeah, we're talking. Oh, yeah, we're talking Norm about <laughs> Saddis or something. Yeah, we're talking about you know the big story, which is that Alex Jones's lawyer said the N word during a stand-up set it, very recently. <laughs> oh my god, man! I watched that. Riley sent me a, a link to that this morning, and I watched it like probably not if not first thing in the morning, close to first thing in the morning. It was insane. <laughs> it was a, absolutely insane. Like he he's completely unhinged in that. That's what you want to wake up to. Yeah, he like pulls down his pants and he has basketball shorts on underneath. Nice. And just says a bunch of horrible stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, and, uh, Infowars is filing for bankrupt bankruptcy. Yes, they are. Which if Alex Jones actually gets taken down, that's honestly kind of the end of an era. That'll like really be like like uh, Trump's off Twitter, you know. I don't. I, I don't know what Rudy Giuliani is doing. Uh, I don't know Did what you any see of the Trump of guys him are doing. That, that surfaced from like it was recorded like maybe a year or two years ago during like the height of the pandemic, and he and like Ken Jong was it was some like what? Sing, it was some singing show. I don't I don't fully understand the context, but Ken Jong like the Hangover guy and he's in Community or whatever. Oh yeah. Um, he was presenting and there was a uh like a giant present on the stage like a like a big box like you know with like a bow yeah and uh it opens up and rudy giuliani pops out and starts singing like a stripper cake yeah like a stripper cake except it's rudy giuliani and then ken jong's like that's it i'm done he drops he like literally like just says i'm done he leaves the stage because like it's it was actually That's pretty so funny. bizarre yeah i mean just a whole lot of surreal stuff happening lately in the well, news. and everyone also knows about the time that rudy giuliani like when he was like either when he was the mayor of new york or just after he finished being the mayor of new york he did that video where he was like in drag and like literally donald trump was like feeling his titties and like kissing him and stuff was that real you haven't seen that? no <laughs> well <laughs> yeah i'll show that to you it's incredible i mean he's like he honestly you know what in a way he looks good he looks good. I bet he does. I don't know. Oh, I actually, I do need to text my dad and ask him if titties is a swear or a curse. I'll uh, I'll add like a beep. What are some other What are some other words that we're not sure about? Um, that might come up today. Yes. Um, gosh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I honestly think it's, we'll it be. Might, able it to, might be too late. It might be too late. We'll, we'll be able to work clean from here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that. He's it's feeling up. He's feeling up Rudy Giuliani's unmentionables. <laughs> Nether regions. Yes. Yes. Exactly. And uh, yeah, it's just a very erotic moment. Very charged between the two of them. What else was he? Uh, 
Oh, he was in that show, uh, Dope Sick, Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani? Well, not Rudy Giuliani, but like a person playing Rudy Giuliani was in that show, Dope Sick. Uh, okay. And he also um, behaves in a, in a bad way there. Well, yeah, I mean, like, it's just Rudy Giuliani's been like a raging alcoholic for like decades or something. Like, he just, like, he acts drunk. Yeah, I don't understand how he's still alive. Well, no, no, I mean, like, you know, he's got that, you know, he's doing, like, you know, blood rituals, you know, he touched <laughs> yeah. Mikola's finger and <laughs> yeah. you know, gave him life and right. sustenance. Yeah, um, that but, sounds about right. Yeah, but today we're, we're talking... a blood boy. Yeah, yeah, he's a blood boy. We're, we're talking about um another blood boy. Actually, he might not be a blood boy. He might have been kicked out of the blood club, uh, Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp. That man. I, like, for some reason, I've been racking my brain with the things that i've seen johnny depp in i feel some sort of like kinship with him maybe it's because i grew up with the pirates of the caribbean movies and i like loved them maybe it's because i too have had the just the lights beaten out of me by amber heard yeah because uh, yeah <laughs> yeah amber heard, like really beat me up yeah <laughs> i was about to say something dude i really gotta modulate yeah I, no see i said beat the lights yep there you go beat the ever living daylights out of me <laughs> yes uh but yeah i mean uh as i'm sure anyone listening knows there's a highly publicized like on tv trial going down between johnny depp and amber heard i believe it's like a defamation suit like johnny depp yeah, is suing amber, amber heard like murdered his dog or something murdered his dog no it didn't happen i do i mean like i like here's the thing i didn't research into it that heavily that, that didn't happen i was just messing with you but I, I i still have very strong feelings about it like i don't know what are your strong feelings do you support johnny no i feel like the media really supports johnny like everything that i've seen the media i've seen like i've seen a the lot of fake articles. news mainstream lamestream media <laughs> yeah tons and tons of articles and like um youtube videos just by ra- but by totally random people like not even plugged into media who are extremely into johnny depp and maybe they're under the same spell that i am I don't know. I mean, like my my strong feelings about it aren't even like necessarily that related to Johnny Depp specifically. Mm. It's like I mean, I don't know. I think that like the reason that people are sort of like um, fixating on him in this trial is because I think he just like uh, I don't know. Like he's like he's casting off like a very specific sort of like vibe, like an aura that kind of meets the moment. Like he's given those like little like grins and stuff. Little jokes, like, those cute little from, jokes he makes. Yeah, yeah, he's like cracking wise and stuff, and it's like it just like. Does, like even though i don't doubt that johnny depp is like you know he's been so rich and famous for so long that he has like no perspective and like doesn't know what people like think about anything like Probably. he just like some he just somehow seems to be like relatable and like you can identify like what he's going yeah. through in a way yeah, you know, that's where like, i'm at with him still which is i mean that's what an actor is supposed to be good at so yeah. you know did a good job yeah, uh, and I guess, I mean, my impression from what little I have actually read about the trial is that both Johnny Depp and Amber Heard are, like, complete psychopaths. I mean, like, like it's just, you know, they both just have admitted already to doing, like, completely unhinged things to each other. There's, like, crazy yeah. audio transcripts of, like, them just, like, duking it out. Yeah, there's some crazy... fighting. Yeah, I, I've also just been absolutely fascinated by Isaac. His name is Isaac baruch or baruch or Baruch. oh his buddy yeah like he's from new york and he's like this i'm from brooklyn i'm not european yeah Yeah. exactly i mean the whole it's just a spectacle it's like they were like asking this guy about 
how he met Amber and he was talking about how like he gave her like a peck on the cheek. It's like a normal it was like a normal pretty normal thing to do for like you know Hollywood like an old Italian man. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like just like a it's like a weird thing that old people do sometimes. Yeah. That happens, you know, when you see like your relatives or something. Yeah, I give my grandma a kiss on the cheek. Yeah, exactly. So it's like a friendly thing. And the the <laughs> like the prosecutor not the prosecutor. The uh the the person on Amber, the the Amber Heard's lawyer is like would you describe it as a hard peck or a soft peck? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, just, no. uh, you know, he like smacks himself with the cheek. It's just completely ri- ridiculous. It's that like was, surreal. yeah, one of many really weird moments, but like, like zooming out a little further, I mean, like, I'm just, I'm thinking to myself, like, man, like, what would Hunter Thompson like think about this? You know what I mean? Mm, he probably has something to say. Well, no, because it's like, uh, you know, like Johnny Depp like blew up like uh, around the same time, or I guess like a, uh, he was kind of one of Hunter Thompson's last friends. Yeah. Uh, when Hunter Thompson killed himself, uh, Johnny Depp launched his ashes out of a cannon. That's awesome. As, as like part of like a, his like last will, he like asked for that to happen. It was like, they were like really close. It was like, you know, in like the nineties, that celebrity thing where it's like hilarious pictures of like, you know, Hunter Thompson and Johnny Depp and like John Cusack or somebody like gallivanting around in like limos and getting drunk and stuff. Yeah. And, and it's people like, you wouldn't expect to be really close friends, but like this just friends. seems to me to be the kind of thing that like a uh, Hunter Thompson would understand like intuitively and instinctively to be like a like an indication of like a deeper phenomena like a, a a wider trend i honestly it's like this like between this and um the will smith thing at the oscars like a month ago i think we're really seeing like the death rattles of like the old kind of celebrity <laughs> yeah okay i see i see your point i don't know if we're we're seeing like the the beginning of the end i don't think it's gonna happen anytime really it's gonna it's not gonna be like really really soon though i don't think i think i think we're already there and we've been there for years man i think it i think it began you know when tv became the big competitor with film you know what i mean and all of a sudden these like tiny little character actors could like command more of like an audience than like you know the big names in movies and stuff and i'm, I'm not i uh, not to make a value judgment i'm not saying any of it's good or bad but it's like we're at a point now where like you know tons of people are making tons of money just like uh being like you know anonymous just generically hot people in like netflix original produced content and like mm. you know just like and, and it's like you know or think about something like the marvel movies where it's like i mean there are just like so many people in there that like i don't know it's not even like uh like 10 years ago like christian bale or heath ledger and like the earlier superhero movies or something uh it's just uh i don't know i don't i'm trying to i'm like struggling to find like a way to express what i mean but it's like there was just like an older kind of celebrity that's died out now in favor of like a sort of more like i guess you could say content oriented kind of celebrity someone more like attuned to like the intricacies of like the streaming era end of like the online culture cycle and how fast it moves and how quickly it moves. And, uh, increasingly we're seeing just like, you know, these like 
celebrities from an earlier time who used to just be like these incredible incredibly prevalent household names that you know haven't really worked on anything major in a long time i guess will smith worked on king richard but i don't know anyone who actually watched that movie yeah i'm Uh, not that interested in watching that movie and way more people are talking about him because he you know behaved in an incredibly strange pathological untoward way in public than they are about his like artistry or acting you know and johnny depp i mean i i like what's he been in and like i can't think of what like what like willy wonka i mean I, like what's yeah uh, 21 jump street he was in 21 jump street johnny depp free like for five minutes jesus because he was in the original show and then oh. comes at the end of the movie that he takes off this like fa- it was it's actually it was actually kind of funny it was sort of a funny movie but no no, no yeah, that's, yeah. Like, that's all well and good but I, he, anyway that's that's like the last thing that i kind of remember him being in yeah no and it's just like um i don't know you've got will smith acting insane in public you've got johnny depp who hasn't worked in years and who is now like you know more famous like you know more people are talking about him than they are about like kim kardashian right now not because of like not, not because of anything like that, he's like oj yeah well, <laughs> for our trial of the century yeah. it's not like anything that the old culture industries could have controlled or engineered on their own it's just this like insane vulgar display of like public animosity <laughs> that like yeah it's johnny nasty. depp happens to be in the center of and it's like he like you know he looks terrible he's got like the out like he's like bloated he does, he does look pretty bloated he looks very bloated actually like pink yeah and uh, yeah yep yeah you know i look like the uh the johnny depp that i grew up with yeah and he's just got this like i don't know this like mischievous twinkle in his eye and that's that's what that's what's doing it for people i think i don't know and it's like 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 this is what like this is what jack sparrow's doing now (laughs) you know like this is how this is how this is how a guy who like used to be that on top of the world is gonna stay in the headlines yeah i so you're talking about like him as an example of like other of like actors who like are are falling off like the older is older generation yeah like the older generations being replaced not by a new generation of actors but by like influencers and like tiktokers and like content yeah. creators or something yeah but i i think that's i mean that's i would say that's true but i feel like it also is sort of dismissive of some really good younger like actors that have that have come up there's still some really good younger like do you know barry keegan no who's that um i mean he's pretty i guess he's not really young but he's like 20 something 28 i mean don't get me wrong like there's still a little bit of juice left in the machine there are still like you know actors like 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 you know there's still like art being made mm-hmm. even within hollywood don't get me yes. wrong yeah but it's just like i don't know we might like it's like you know the tide is really receding i think but what but what are the old actors represent to you it's not that they represent anything in particular, not, especially not anything good. It's more the matter that, like, I think that what they're being replaced with is worse. Mm. Yeah, I. Yeah, but I feel like the that's such a big jump because Johnny Depp's what, like, fifty something? Is he right? I mean, it, I think he's like fifty something at this point. He's got to be. And he's seventy six. <laughs> um, I mean, he looks like he's at least in his fifties he's married to diane feinstein what oh. no he's 58 he's 58 okay so but then the jump that you're talking about with like influencer actors they're like our age 
they, some like, of them they're are. like mostly like our age or like you know with a with a range of like a few years on either side of us yeah i suppose that's true and but i what i'm saying there's like a there's like a class of actors between those two that i think is still very much like i don't know i mean like michael Sarah or like paul dano or like paul dano that's an interesting example because he's like michael Sarah's is like not really working anymore paul, no. paul dano though yeah well michael Sarah was doing broadway stuff really yeah i think from what i heard anyway he was great in the new season of twin peaks he was in it yes seriously <laughs> yes that makes me really want to watch it dude <laughs> i'm the trying season, to get you season on season four season three season three i'm really trying to get does he play like a main it. character no i don't i don't want to spoil anything for you that's like you really like deserve to go into this like as blind as possible like <laughs> okay. just know that he's in it at some point and then he's gonna show himself well, and he's i'm gonna, excited i hope he's french canadian he's uh, you'll see man uh, i it's so hard not to say something well and that that like there's another thing too though that like um i guess yeah sure the log lady's son no okay all right never mind that's not that was the only other guess that was kind of close though really yes Hey yo. He's someone's kid. He's like a he's like a main character's kid from the early seasons. Nice. Um but anyways, it's just like a, and David Lynch is another good example of a of like a director who I think uh you know, I've been like made fun of for like saying this uh to people that I know before, but it's like I think that like David Lynch kind of like called in um the death of film in 2006 when he dumped film to make inland empire which we're gonna go see yes we are next week i mean like uh and that's almost a decade ago now that like you know that that's like a you think about boogie nights about like you know how uh what's his name doesn't want to switch from burt reynolds doesn't want to switch from film to tape you know what i mean it's like all the it's like death by a thousand cuts you know it's like hmm i don't follow i'm not following i don't know it's just like i'm I don't know how to express. I, feel like what I'm I, I don't to know. Express. Like, like you're saying, David Lynch is ushering in a new era of like, or he like is like announcing it. Like, it's not that he like acted in any way to like cause anything to happen, but he's like a good bellwether. This is like a very intelligent person who's like attuned to those like deep like market fucking like shit. Oh, oh okay, God there it is. It. Riley said fuck, so it's over. <laughs> How far do we get? 18 okay. minutes, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry, JB's Dude, dad. you know what? It's fine. I was like, really? I think it just happens. Yeah, no, it just, yeah. Well, okay. Well, you heard it, everybody. It's fine. Well, now that we're... Uh, now that we're saying fuck. Fuck shit, ass, oh, piss, shit, 69, shit, grandpa, shit, piss, fuck. anal, jism <laughs> um, alright just had to get that out of me there we go that's good uh, but anyways um, fuck David Lynch man I like that's a guy who like he's like this weird alien outsider figure who's still nevertheless like very much like an LA Hollywood kind of guy or like Tarantino's yeah. another figure like that mm-hmm. and I feel like all throughout their late work they're kind of like there's like a subtle undercurrent where they're like lamenting like the slow death of like this art form that they work inside of. It's like, I like, I think twin peaks, the return really has like a lot to say about all that stuff, which I, I don't want to keep going back to it because I know we haven't. How do you, you watch it? it? How do you watch it? I, I own it. So we're going to watch it together. Okay, cool. You can stream it on uh showtime. 
Oh, I think I have Showtime. Fake Radio, sponsored by Showtime. Yeah, that's today's sponsor, everybody. Yeah. Um, but it's really good. It's just really worth watching. Uh, and with that, I mean, I think that he has a lot to say about, like, the state of movies and the state of TV and, like, culture in general. And he honestly, like, uh, in a way that I didn't expect from him because I don't really think of David Lynch to be a very political artist or to the extent that he is, I think he's pretty conservative. Yeah. Like, you know, like, you know... He, He's like, but he's like, he's like, he's all over the place because he was confronted with that. I think by somebody like in an interview and he's like, socialism's good. Like, (laughs) well, yeah. And he like, uh, kind of supported Bernie in 2016, but then like once Bernie was out, he was like, well, maybe then Trump. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, respect for that pivot. That is quite a pivot. Um, but yeah, no. And, uh, whatever you want to say about like you know what he says to inter- to journalists or something i don't think his art is often very outwardly political mm-hmm. uh but then uh this new twin peaks i thought that he was really sort of connecting what he identifies and i agree with him to be like a cultural decline with like a sort of political decline as well i mean it's it's like a very sort of trump oriented critique but i think that that all still carries over into the biden era and I don't think that like, uh, you know, Will Smith slapping someone would have the same valence in the Trump era as it does in the Biden era, because I think the feeling of like decay and decrepitude at like the higher order levels of society is much more acute in the Biden era. Yeah. yeah Cause we have a ghost as a president. <laughs> yeah. And also he was just in Seattle and it really like screwed yeah. everything up. Yeah, he was. I actually really wanted, I was hoping that there was some sort of rally and I forgot to mention it to you, but I was. I was hoping that we could have like gone and talked to people. I'm not having to try secret service. Like I'm not trying to get MK ultra dude. I'm not trying to have, <laughs> it'd be so fun to go talk to like hardcore Joe Biden fans though. Oh, I thought you meant like, let's go like protest. No, 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 no. I just would, I wanted to do like a, you know, like Eric Andre at the RNC or DMC or whatever. Yeah. Bumper shoot DNC. sucks this year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the DMC. DMC run dnc yeah, we just talked to run dmc the entire time uh, uh, anyway i thought that would be funny because i think what planet are you living on <laughs> yeah no seriously yeah. like that's the thing like i mean i don't know i don't know anyone who even knew that joe biden was coming yeah no i found out on thursday night i found out uh like the morning he got here because like caroline texted me and was like yo the five is like being like all entrances to the five are being barricaded by the cops because sleepy joe is here sleepy joe because brandon is here oh god damn uh, so disruptive and he went to my favorite park and that just feels especially insulting park? seward park mm. to deliver an earth day speech and it's just like come on you come to you come to seattle you go to my favorite park you, you keep everyone off the highway i'm here you mess up the i-5 seriously no it's like dude where do you get off he stayed at the Westin. Weston. I don't even know. Downtown. Oh, it's a nice hotel. I don't know. Something about something about that guy. It rubs me the wrong way. They all. I mean, yeah. That Joe Biden really ticks me off. Yeah. (laughs) What a guy, though. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, and honestly, it's like clearly, like I'm not like articulating myself well, but I do think that like uh, the Johnny Depp like in court and everyone just caring about it because it's something to care about mm-hmm. that's really yeah and like i clicked on it yeah well and, and i think it's comparable to you know will smith going out and doing something really out of pocket in public and then everyone goes crazy about it because it's something to go crazy about or like you know like uh what's the 
what was that thing like earlier this year like west elm caleb or something like all of these just like really like sort of like spasmodic cultural like 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 flurries you know Hmm. just like i don't know they feel really like manic and really just like uh aimless and like it's just like the news cycle well yeah i mean it's yeah you you want to get political you could definitely connect it to like the 24-hour news cycle and stuff but i really i think it's more to do with just i don't even think that's political i think it's just true yeah well like they're like well we don't want to talk about ukraine anymore because it's like people aren't really interested at this point people aren't as invested as they were when it was new yeah i don't even and know so what's it's going like, on let's talk Ukraine. about johnny depp people my age who've seen our age who've seen like pirates of the caribbean who lo- love him they're gonna love this look it's johnny depp like making funny Just face crying at, at a prosecutor cool. <laughs> or like yeah. or like you know being sassy yeah what a king johnny depp claps back yeah i mean that's exactly i'm that's johnny probably depp serves yeah yeah <laughs> why johnny depp is valuable and a king uh i, I don't know if we're gonna see that i don't know if we're gonna, i think i think that this this one's a little too fraught for anyone to just sort of like cleanly like woke it mm, but isn't that exactly like what they would do though that that is what yeah i mean i'm sure that they'd be like you need to support johnny depp and here's why i'm sure that i could find like some pretty good like infographics about this yeah to really get informed sure. if i wanted to yeah I don't, I don't care to be informed about it but it's like I, I i don't know i think it's i think it all like uh like everything that's happening in 2022 really seems to me to be an expression of just like biden era like real serious cultural rot it's like you know like we spent the trump era doing like the cultural equivalent of like crocodile and now there's like mm. a big hole in our arm and we're just like <laughs> like like you know like touching it and stuff like that's yeah. what culture feels like now yeah I just I think it it feels more apathetic to me than anything just like people being apathetic and I mean you talk about Hollywood but I mean politically and oh well yeah I mean I have no like sense of politics anymore yeah about no you. me neither I have no sense I, I have no sense even I guess culturally I don't know I, I don't know if that makes sense I don't see I, I like that's not even me trying to be like oh I'm different but I, I just feel super like separated and alienated from like like i don't know spotify top 100 songs this week or, or whatever else well yeah and or then, new movies that have come out i like find out a movie came out like you know a month after it came out and then maybe i'm like oh maybe i should see that yeah well and it's like i do think that that's like another sort of interesting trend in uh 2022 is that we've all been like really sort of completely like siloed off into our own little like digital yeah, spaces definitely. where we're just gonna like it's all going to be really like precision engineered, like specifically for us, you know what I mean? Or something. But then there are going to be those like meme events that break through where it's like, it's not like fun or funny or exciting, but it's still just like, it's what we all just have to talk about. It's like the internet's this giant way to relate to each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Smith memes. The algorithm is just this giant, like super ego, like compelling us to think about like bloated, sad Johnny Depp (laughs) and support him yeah i guess and support him i mean i don't know i don't know enough about the case to say that i would support johnny depp or amber heard i assume that they're both like yeah terrible people yeah i'm dude i don't know all i know is i like that guy who is from brooklyn i like that guy yeah the brooklyn guy guy, he was all right i guess he was like he was like uh i think johnny depp just paid for him 
to like live in his apartment or something he, yeah like johnny that he does strike me as a guy who like you know like like that guy you were talking about that you went to high school with like pays his friends to hang out with him yeah friends yeah, exactly. air quotes friends and air quotes yeah man unreal i don't know is anything else even like going on like i'm not like i don't know i've been i spent the whole morning uh reading uh i also spent a good chunk of it reading but i i spent probably the first 40 minutes of being awake like looking at like videos of the trial on my phone yeah doom scrolling if you will yeah all right stats age 28 name steven if i gave you my last name you could dox me with phone book sorry occupation terra steel factory and recycle weight 145 pounds height 5 foot 10 education high school diploma favorite movie cars 2 i'm 28 (laughs) this is me i work at a steel mill and i have no college degree you'll have to take my word for this because i don't post any personal information about myself anyway here's what you came for here's how the trip went 11 ish took 80 pink caps of benadryl throat got tired swallowing so many i almost puked 11 30 extreme fatigue set in <laughs> believe me what i say it was physically difficult to move not the oh ha 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 i'm so high so couch locked he he <laughs> but literal near paralysis couldn't walk i put paste all over my mouth and throat so dry mouth was intense but no excruciating is riddled with typos i don't know man (laughs) what the fuck does that mean 12 sorry jb's dad at this point everything went to shit it's over i was completely paralyzed so i just gave up trying to move everything was dreamlike jumpy and flickery on lsd everything is relaxed and flowing on benadryl everything is skittery like a low fps video game my bedroom door swung open and suddenly a black figure dashes in. It teleports in front of me and stares at me. Even though it's a silhouette with no eyes or face, I can feel a stare. No spiders, but thousands of black beads begin spinning around my wall. I can see a man in a hat. Hat man? Yeah. That hat man, is the hat man real though? Honestly, like people listening to this, like, let me know if you've had any experiences with hat because man. Because I feel like, I think it's, but it's like one of those things where like, oh yeah, I know the hat man. Like it's like I feels like it's too it's too specific to be like real like it's too funny to be like a universally experienced thing. Yeah, this is a trip report by the way. Okay, from yeah, the guy who took four thousand milligrams of Benadryl. Not everyone talks about the Hat Man though. Yeah, but are they talking about the Hat Man because other people are talking about the Hat Man? Like I want to know <laughs> if this is a real entity. Are you saying the Hat Man could just be like a meme? <laughs> I'm saying yeah, that's what I'm saying. Dude. It is a meme. Like it is objectively like it is a meme. It's memeable. I'm saying Are you saying you don't believe Steven? <sighs> Look, all I'm saying is that did you really see a Hat Man? <laughs> all yes. I'm saying is I'm is saying that, that I might not believe Steven. I was talking to Aiden uh friend of the pod aiden mm-hmm. my, my brother aiden <laughs> on the pod last um and i was like i was just talking to him about the benadryl like trip stories because i've just been like down a rabbit hole reading these mm-hmm. and i mentioned that like everyone who does this like they all talk about seeing hatman and he's like dude i had a friend tell me about hatman one time really yeah like he got kind of freaked out yeah i mean it's a pretty freaky concept i don't know dude i like the like i just don't feel like i can believe it it's like dude every time i smoke weed i see oscar the grouch 
and everybody's like, "Do you see Oscar the Grouch too?" Because I totally see him. Because it's like this like quirky like, oh, you. Uh, it's like, uh, yeah. dude, it's like the Peep Show where like he's trying to convince Big Sue's that is not banging on the door. <laughs> yeah. It's this banging track. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Continue. All right. My um, skepticism about the Hat Man. We'll just have to wait for later. I can't even just check to see if my eyes are open or if they're closed. Can't move, just silently screaming in horror as the entire room begins spinning at 900 miles per hour with shadow people dancing <laughs> oh around me. Oh, God. <laughs> 1225, question mark. The spinning of the room keeps getting faster and faster until I can feel myself vomiting, but the pain <laughs> and sensation feels oddly distant. I can't describe it. It's like being drunk and vomiting. I feel like I'm being strangled for a good hour before everything goes black. I realize that I can move and walk around, but that I am not high anymore. Looking back, this was obviously a lucid dream. I can't really compare it to anything. Look up the SpongeBob episode SB29, and that's about as close as I as what I experienced. I want to look that up. There we go. Um... My sense of time was so distorted, I believe I was in the white space longer than I've been alive. What was less than one day legitimately felt like five to six years minimum. I have six to ten years worth of auditory and visual memories from that. Six to ten years of my life were forgotten and replaced with those auditory voices, streaks, and noises. Okay, so I looked up SB29, 129, and it's just a, it's, it's this picture. Did you? Are you a SpongeBob kid? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's like a bunch of SpongeBob's, and they're in like the future, and Squid. It's everything is like Chrome. Yeah, everything's Chrome in everything's the future. Everything's Chrome in the future, and then they go, and then Squidward goes back in time and encounters the uh, SpongeBob meme, caveman type oh, thing. Oh yeah, dude. Okay, so that's pretty nightmarish. Uh, next. Um, what happens next is that I'm looking at Reddit. No joke. I can't see my own body, but I just see a giant page that displays Reddit. I scroll through all the pages and all the titles and the comments make no sense. Like Trump reveals the reveals the reveals the truth about reveals. <laughs> what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> 8 to 12 p.m. the next day. Lots of buzzing noises. I feel like I was covered by a swarm of bees that were constantly vibrating. Wait, so he fell asleep and he woke back up and it's still happening? I guess, man. <laughs> oh, my God. After about one hour of chilling, I managed to find my phone and called 911 saying I OD'd. 911, I mean. 911. Reminds me of that tragedy. <laughs> Reminds me of that. Well, yeah. Uh, 2 a.m. plus at the hospital, they pumped my stomach and Narcaned me. Woke up later. Not too big of an ordeal, but I managed to spin it off as an accident and avoided the mental hospital. I go to dialysis weekly now. Aftermath. <laughs> Quit what? my job for this trip and still unemployed. No insurance, but I got Obamacare, which covered a part of it. I am on dialysis and have permanent liver damage, permanent brain damage, and cognitive reduction, reduced brain size, irregular heartbeat. <laughs> oh my God. Here. <laughs> If you notice a behavioral change, it's because I had an epiphany on DPH and see everything different now. <laughs> Dude. Benadryl kids, not even once. I'm really freaked out about Benadryl now. Because, <laughs> like, the, like, you know, my roommate takes Benadryl a lot. And, uh, yeah, no, it's, yeah. Now I'm concerned because if he, he probably has taken at least 160 pills in his life. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's like... Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I get there's obviously a very important distinction to make, but even still, like, that much? Going, he's taking more than that, probably. That's crazy, man. That yeah. sucks to have allergies. Yeah, dude. And uh, I don't know. Allergies. I'm going to come out and say I do believe that the hat man is real, and I really feel bad for everybody who's had experiences with the hat man. If you've seen the it hat man, reach like out to me. Baba Duke or something. <laughs> like it sounds yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah, you guys should reach out if you've had any experiences with the hat man. I just I I'm a I'm sort of just a I'm a truther, you know? Hat man truther. I believe in ghosts. You believe in ghosts? Do you believe in demons? Yeah. You feel, do? Yeah, I feel like they probably exist. Hell yeah. Dude, I don't know. I mean like I've like read <laughs> I, I I feel like I've read I was talking to somebody about this the other day, but like every ancient culture across the world, I'm going to sound like Joe Rogan, dude. It sucks. It's like, dude, if, if Wednesday could be Tuesday, <laughs> Shut the fuck I'm up. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. I'm just saying like every, like every, like, you know, like culture that existed hundreds of thousands of years before us had some weird thing with like demons or ghosts or horrible creatures you know what i mean and i'm like yeah, yeah, you, got, you can't all be wrong I know you're probably dumb as shit like you don't know how to, like, like you don't know how to like not drink water that has shit in it or whatever but like <laughs> there's probably some sort of truth to it i'm inclined to believe it I've never seen a ghost though. Aside. If you believe in demons, where do you think the demons are and what do you think their like purpose is and what do you think they're doing? <laughs> That's a good question. Come on, dude. I don't speak know. on it. Come on. I don't this is a great question. I don't know, dude. I just like I remember I read just like um I read some stories about the set of The Exorcist. Oh, the very that cursed movie. Yeah, that's like shit poltergeist. Is, yeah, that shit's really scary. Like Yeah. It's just the fact that it happened like a Hollywood says fairly innocuous like yeah. they're just making a movie and there's like so many people that can testify to it which i'm assuming were in like a pretty normal state of mind yeah you know what i mean i guess maybe i don't know i guess maybe the the subject matter could have like leaked i don't know man it's just all, it's very interesting stuff uh well and to come back again to my boy david lynch uh inland empire is about a cursed movie and it's the about new, a cursed movie it's about a cursed movie and twin peaks the return the third season is like objectively like a, it was a cursed production tons of people who worked on it died right after really a lot from old age because it was a lot of really old actors yeah but some like wait just did really, anybody from the actual show like the og show die right after um like main characters log lady okay um, she was old in the first show though log lady who else i'm trying to think harry dean stanton was the, one of the last things he worked on and then he died i liked him um i'm trying to think good who music else. too yeah oh, dude harry dean stan's just one of the like coolest dudes to have ever lived that's that's an american yeah that's a yeah absolutely here wait just talk about something i'm looking up people who died i talk I, more about demons speak on demons demons. <laughs> demons you know i think i have to be careful when i talk about demons because if you believe in demons you believe in ghosts Who's to say you don't believe in goblins? Albert uh, died right after. Albert? Um, the FBI agent, Albert. Oh, the shit. The mean one. Yeah. I know the one with the attitude. Him. Yeah. 
Um, How old is Kyle McLaughlin now? I, I think that's going to be a sad day. Oh, but he looks he looks great. He, look, he really does look great. Um, Jacques Renault died. Um, well, I could have seen that coming. Yeah, he, he was never really looking. <laughs> I yeah. Robert they, Forster died, who was not an original cast member, but was in the third season. Mm. That's a great actor. Um. Uh, there's a very strange little person uh, in a subplot with uh, Audrey Horn. It's not the little person. Them. No, it's not the red room guy. It's a different one. Okay. Um. Who else? Jesus. Yeah. Tons of people. Some of them are like young. And then there was one guy who had like a speaking role, like scene with Harry Dean Stanton, and like right after the episode he was on air, like he got arrested for like killing three people. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, that does sound took him in cursed. And just, like I did it. Yeah, that sounds cursed. Yeah, well, and uh, Twin Peaks is just like it always was, but like David Lynch, more so than ever these days, is just like really like upfront and frank about like being like, yeah, I really do believe that there's like dark energy and forces that we don't understand playing out in the world right now. Maybe there's something to that. Yeah, dude. it's not even because it sounds like hippie shit, but I don't even know. I don't know. I think, like, to the extent that there's probably, like, a demonic know. force in modern society, it's the algorithm. <laughs> it's this, like, this, like, independent, like, almost, like, like, so close to, like, being self-aware, like, highly intelligent like thing. I mean, I don't, like, obviously, it was, like, engineered by people. It was, like, created by people. But it's, like, you know, I don't think we're close to achieving, like, AI in any, like, sci-fi sense of the term. But we've, like, created something in the algorithm strong enough to be, like, incredibly disruptive that basically just, like, shreds the social fabric. Yeah, but that just sounds like more human shit to me, which I think probably is, is the basis for all of that stuff. Yeah, but no one person could have done that. I mean, we've lived, like, you know, in human history, we've seen times where, like, you know, like... But I'm talking about paranormal, baby. I'm talking about, like, ghosts and shit. Yeah. I guess you're talking about bad... You're talking about, like negative shit well i mean like i don't know how much i like my power level i want to show but i definitely think that there's like a cult shit behind silicon valley i mean like okay well that's actually seems like it's possible not to say something it's been shown to the, the cult shit's been behind a lot of weird shit well no and it's just like i mean dude if you like you know getting back on my thomas pinch on shit we kind of talked about this on the episode where we talked about amazon unionizing and stuff but like um you know, right after World War II, uh, Operation Paperclip, we brought lots of Nazis over into America to work in the tech sector. Mm-hmm. Um, Nazism was like, you know, famously wrapped up with like a cult. Yeah. Like, and sort of like... It's mystic. fascinating. It makes me even more interested in World War II. Well, no, it, it's really, really weird. And this is also like the period of time when there was like a renewed interest in figures like Aleister Crowley, who I think is mm-hmm. bullshit. I, I have no interested in him and i don't think he's the like a historical Satanist? interest the og but it's like you know he, he was just like an asshole it's like I, like i'm not like i'm not really like that up on occult stuff but like the yeah. people i have like read on occult like a uh, late occult history have said like he's like not he's like a marginal figure yeah he didn't seem he didn't seem like he was real deep it was like occult stuff because of the stigma of occult stuff like yeah. he was creating it i think it was like as like this contrarian like thing i don't know but I'm just saying, you look at like the like the immediate post-war period in America. You see all these Nazis coming in to America to work in the sectors that would go on to basically shape the modern communications industry and lead very directly, in the case of a company like Boeing, to the modern internet. 
uh, and at the same time, uh, you see the government begin to perform. I, I wouldn't call it outright eugenicist shit, but like you know, like the mind control stuff, MK Ultra, the yeah, counter- or like introducing drug like drugs to. Yeah, yeah. Populations. Well, and like, like guys like Tim Leary and Alan Watts and uh, Terrence McKenna and whoever else you want to talk about, like you know the sort of like LSD gospel guys. Oh yeah, they definitely like did a great job selling acid to hippies (laughs) on behalf of the government, wittingly or not. I mean, I'm not enough into the weeds on that to be able to. I don't have a theory there, but it's like you know they definitely like pronounced a spiritual dimension to what was ultimately like a mind control project you know Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know i think it just it all gets wrapped up too easily with each other but i used to love alan watts no they're cool and terrence mckenna i like because terrence mckenna um of of those guys he wasn't just like tripping his ass off the whole time he actually read and like you know wrote about like zen philosophy and stuff similarly to alan watts and also had the great quote that um lsd is the lazy man's finnegan's wake (laughs) <laughs> he was a huge fan of uh, Finnegan's Wake and did yeah. that lot of whole lecture series. Uh, I see on why it. you like. Him. <laughs> yeah, that's my allegiance. That's that's why I choose him. Yeah. If I if it's, if I gotta like one of those like hippy dippy like yeah. uh, follow the Grateful Dead on tour guys, yeah. then it's gonna be Terrence McKenna for me. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I think that there's like definitely like a a demonic occult undercurrent to like the shape that culture has taken Mm -hmm. in the late capitalist era owing to just like i don't know seedy shit that happened in california after world war ii yeah you know california is a seedy place yeah i mean like i i love california but it's a pretty demonic place everybody i mean oh you know who actually is interesting my my friend jackson saw henry rollins like a speaking engagement from henry rollins on tuesday you know henry rollins now does like uh tourism stuff tourism stuff for the lax and i'll be like the tsa guards are here to keep you safe yeah yeah and it's, it's henry same rollins. With like modest mouse dude <laughs> well an, okay modest mouse it's like same in any airport we got to get isaac brock on the pod because isaac brock thinks he's being gang stalked really he's in he like he is like if i sounded crazy to you talking about the shit i was just talking about you should like look into what the singer of modest mouse like thinks about things I heard he's pretty fucking weird. And he, he did some weird shit. In the interviews he did for his for the most recent Modest Mouse record, he's like, I'm being gang stalked. What does that mean? That's the guys who like believe it's like that weird like schizoid. Like it's another outgrowth of like like weird online mentality shit where like people just like they like, you know, like people who like know that he's being followed or something. Yeah. It's like one of these things where it's like uh, people convince themselves that because they like stumbled onto like some sort of like forbidden knowledge and they know that the uh, internet is like a surveillance system. They like start to assume that people are following them because they like, you know, read something about like, you know, the Freemasons or something. <laughs> yeah. Know? He would be amazing if we could get him on here, but I don't know. I mean, well, you know what? I'll tell you what. We'll reach out to Isaac Brock's people. He he like uh he like shouted out one of the most like schizoid things I've ever read in my life. Like in one of those interviews, he was talking about this like this like definitely fake, not real, like supposedly like leaked pamphlet from the part- Department of Defense called like a uh, Silent Weapons for Quiet Wars, or maybe it's Quiet Weapons for Silent Wars. That was just like it's this a cool like, title. They did a good job with that. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, no, and it's, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> Sorry, continue. No, I mean, the, the whoever wrote it definitely knows how to turn a phrase. It's a great title. But it's just, like, it's, like, the most, like, vague. It's, like, what any, like, character of a conspiracy theorist would, like, think is going on is in this book. And he was, like, this this book really turned things around for me. I really, like, realized some shit when I read this. And it's, like, Isaac. Oh, Isaac. They fell the fuck off as a group, dude. They well, haven't released anything good since, like, the moon Antarctica. Yeah. Well, the, the other thing, too, that I will say that makes me a little sympathetic towards um, Isaac Brock specifically and any, like, anyone who's, like, actually famous who becomes paranoid is that they are famous. And so they probably, like... There's are or know people who have been stalked and stuff you yeah, know and it's like true that's you know true. when you have like a public life you know you just become exposed to like a different kind of like danger that like civilians don't really deal with i mean i'm incredibly famous off this podcast and like i've really had yeah, to change I mean, I my life people, people follow me everywhere but like you know people are going riley have like, yeah they kind of follow me down the street asking for like my signature and stuff and you know, it's just it's kind of a standard day for me, really. I got to maintain a pretty strict drug regimen to stay so sharp yeah. and just, you know, as easygoing and chill as I appear to be on this podcast. Yeah, I wake up at 9 a.m. I do my morning uh, ecstasy. Quaaludes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I experience ego death every morning. And then, uh, you know, 10 a.m. rolls around, open a bottle of champagne, two packs of cools. It's like the Hunter S. Thompson thing. And again, back to Hunter S. Thompson, man. Hunter, like, I, like, I wish we had him for right now. Mm. You know? Because, like, right up to the end, he was, like, very perceptive and, like, really seemed, like, attuned to what was going on. Like, did you read what he wrote when, like, right when 9-11 happened? No. He was, like, he basically, the like... Stockhausen type beat or what? No, no, no. I wish, dude. <laughs> More people need to get on the Stockhausen tape. I actually listened to some of his stuff the other day. Oh, uh, dude, you listen to like structure and like contact really good. I don't know what it was. It was just some sh- some shitty orchestrated musique concrète. I don't know. Couldn't tell you, but it was good. It was cool. He's cool. He's cool. No, but um, the thrust of what uh, Hunter Thompson had to say about 9-11 was basically like, all right, the party's over now. Like, you know, like the American age has ended. The the babies, the, the 23 babies born in New York City during the attacks won't even like know what they're missing. Like, this is when the quality of life is going to begin to drop off because we're at war now. And we're just, it's uh, never going to end. And he was completely right. And this was three years before we invaded Iraq or anything like that. Yeah. You know, he wrote that right when it happened. Yeah, that that is interesting. But tensions were rising in the 90s anyway. Yeah. So I would say, but I mean, it's still a good observation but it's just i feel like we like are at like a really strange point in time uh where i mean there's obviously like really no cultural authority on anything anymore you know like right yeah, well i don't know because I, I the lack of like well what do you mean like a singular cultural authority i just mean like i mean like or even like something like resembling like a public intellectual culture like the closest thing we have to like public intellectuals are these really in the grand scheme of things marginal like meme figures like jordan peterson and slavoj zizek both of them but what was a period where those existed though hunter thompson in the 90s Okay. He's publishing in Rolling Stone. This is an intellect, like a very intelligent person who like worked in journalism for decades. I mean, this was a guy who like sat in a room alone with like Bill Clinton and with Richard Nixon and like you know really like you know he he experienced like a a a very massive like sort of cross section of like what happens in America. Whether you're talking about hanging out with the Hell's Angels or like 
you know like like catching wind of like very high level corruption going on within like political party machinery or something like that yeah and everything but- in between sports you know he, he like he published on espn for like most of the like the oh, end of, really? towards the end of his life yeah i didn't know that um no but like who was paying attention to that like realistically who was like reading the rolling stone issues and shit like he wrote consistently other than people like us in the 90s or like you know what i mean pre-internet a lot more people you think so yeah okay i don't know i mean i just like i get i think now it's the, obviously that the, but like there are always a, like hundreds of cultural authorities i guess you put them but the, and but now the, it's like it's thousands of cultural uh, I, I, that whatever like people but, but like you have to be plugged into specific ones but i i think that that increase in volume uh is that dilutes the pool it's yeah, like you, it dilutes you, you, it but you can still find like good like uh, like you could probably argue that russell brand is a fucking cultural authority now anybody could be a, a cultural authority yeah, I wish Russell Brand was like a cultural authority. <laughs> yeah, well, he—I mean, you saw—he kind he, of is to like I, his little corner of the world. In yeah, well, that's what I'm world. saying. That's what I'm saying. Counter as Thompson was too, though, dude. Like, realistically, like your parents or my parents probably would never have. Like, I don't know about your parents actually, but my parents definitely never read anything from Hunter S. Thompson. Really? I in like the maybe '90s, not, maybe not my parents either. That's what I'm saying. I just like I think that the the scope that you're talking about is probably not as wide as you maybe think it is i'm such a fucking like boomer conservative about this shit but like what about like dick cavett like the dick cavett show yeah yeah i it's mean like, I, all right we've got john paul sart orson wells and a clown <laughs> you know? that is pretty cool well that's just like i think that's just a lack of people aren't interested in in, in that kind of stuff anymore people are more interested in more vapid shit that's just an evolution of people i feel like this is this is what i'm saying when i say the algorithm is a demon yeah well yeah because like who, nobody wants to fucking listen to like i don't know who's like a living philosopher godamer something oh god peter yeah. singer yeah or like some just like some fucking who's nobody, just like a PETA guy yeah who who wants to listen to like that guy talk or like al gore talk or something when they could listen to like <laughs> olivia rodrigo Excelsior. talk about how she like ran into jared let i don't you know what i mean just like some ridiculous i don't know man because jimmy fallon and and all those motherfuckers are like the dick cabots of today yeah well and also uh i feel as though to 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 demonstrate like an even hand here and uh you know say that it's not all bad it isn't all bad um stuff that i hate disappears just as quickly as stuff that i like i mean nfts are over now i feel like are they I can't like I mean it's like <laughs> I feel like basically a lot of the money that was coming in was predicated on the fact that there was that massive like basically like PR press tour about it mm-hmm. you know where like you had Paris Hilton go on Jimmy Fallon to talk about like oh I have my ape and you have your ape let's talk about it and yeah, stuff yeah a lot it's of like, people went on Jimmy Fallon and talked about it but now that none of that's happening anymore I mean it's it's as dead as uh, a Ukrainian civilian <laughs> you know it's just it's like completely out of the <laughs> cultural conversation yeah it'll probably resurface so at some point somebody will do something and and also to to just say one more final word on nfts because you know it's like i feel like like behind the times even to be like bringing them up again i i i'm my guess based off of like all the experience that i had like looking into it and like kind of researching it with jb is that it was like more or less the same as like any other arts community and that it was like a massive pool of like little striver like like yeah like gerbils like all just like begging for like 
little pellets of patronage please from like two or three me, billionaires. Point zero zero one Bitcoin. Please. Yeah, exactly. Which is more or less the. I mean, like in Seattle, it's like you know we're gonna be whores the same way that the NFT people were, but it's gonna be for yeah. like a grant from Amazon or Microsoft. Yeah. To like you know build a studio or something you know so I don't know I guess I guess in the grand scheme of things I'm no better or no worse than the NFT guys but the NFT stuff does seem to be over now so I think that that dem- that 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 alone is like a comment on uh, how worthwhile the whole project was yeah I don't know I, I don't know if the con- the concept of like things being over too just like culturally it's like it feels outdated sometimes because there are definitely like 100 percent people who are like that's true crazy into nfts still and crypto and whatever else i don't know man i i just don't i don't know i don't know yeah post-modernity nothing ever really yeah, begins or really, ends yeah exactly it's like ulysses what oh they, like they say that you never like the the reason like they say that one of the most vexing things about ulysses is that you never really start the book because james joyce yeah because you, you you don't ever actually begin the book because you know by the time you're actually picking up that book to read it you've undeniable like you, you've almost definitely heard a ton about it and might even know like very detailed things about like the story and the symbolism mm. and the semiotics and you also never really finish it because it's one of those books that's just like in the final analysis like somewhat incomprehensible like there's always going to be more to figure out i don't know anything about it should i read it oh my god really i don't know anything about it it's yes oh my god i love that book so much (laughs) i mean i'm super james joyce pilled i could talk for like way i could talk for longer than i like prattled on about johnny depp than i could about like finnegan's wake any day that's finnegan's wake is my favorite book of all time it's my favorite work of literature i think it's like the crowning achievement of the english language Mm mm-hmm I think in a lot of ways it was like predictive of like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It really feels to me like the last, like in a, in some ways it's almost the last work of literature. Like in the, nothing like (laughs) it did all of the things that like, I don't know. It exhausted the potential of the novel. Hey, I don't know, dude. I don't know anything about it, so I can't disagree or agree. But Ulysses is the book before that. Ulysses is the one that's incredibly famous for, you know, being like basically like the, the crowning achievement in Irish literature. I mean, you've mm-hmm. definitely heard of it, right? I have heard of it. Um, and it's just this, oh my God, incredible, incredible display of pathos, man. It's just, it's oh, so beautiful. There, I, I still vividly remember the first time I read so many sentences and even full like paragraphs and chapters in that book and like know them almost off the top of my head because they're so beautiful and so like funny and just full of life and i think that um james joyce uh is like such a needle in the haystack of literature not in the sense that there are tons of like that everyone else who's as like well regarded as him is bad but in that like most literature and art that comes to be regarded as like serious and like really good and like uh worthy of being canonized ultimately is such because it's a very pessimistic and james joyce was in a lot of ways like the kind of great optimist of the english language Hmm. he loved life he loved people uh he actually he hated a lot of he was like kind of like marx and that it was like he was sort of an optimist about a lot of things, but he loved to like shit talk his like enemies. Yeah. Like so many people that like, uh, he, he hadn't been back in Dublin, uh, for I think decades by the time that Ulysses came out and it caused this like a uh, huge scandal when the book finally came out and people in Dublin started reading it and like realizing he was like talking specifically about them. 
like these like Dublin society figures. I don't want, wait. I don't want, dude. I want to go like like totally blind into it. All right, I'll stop talking. But <laughs> you really, really should. It's oh my god, it's so good, dude. Yeah. I have a copy. I won't lend it to you. No, that's fine. I didn't expect you to. I'll literally, I'll, I, I, I would buy someone a copy of that because <laughs> I, 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 I selfishly want more people to talk about it with. Yeah, I'm in. I might get into it. I, I, uh, I'm just finishing a uh, Riley recommendation right now. Yeah, and, um, we get a back and forth going. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, what? How? We're we're good. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. Do you have anything else? Uh, read uh, James Joyce. Um, I guess you know what. Um, I support Johnny Depp. I don't support the Hat Man. Just to like decisively make claims. That's, that's good that's about good. the things we talked about in this episode. I can neither confirm nor deny the the existence of the Hat Man. Hat Man is real. Fear the Hat Man. <laughs> uh, and on that note, like, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys.